Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm David, your host. And today, we're going to talk about the voyage of being. And I believe that is the the title of this, this podcast. I haven't really decided it. I just opened up my computer and got my mic and started recording because there's something big happening right now. And everyone's talking about it, you know, and it's much bigger than what everyone thinks. And, uh, and we're going to start with the World Cup, right? And, and if you are confused about this, wow, you know, what, uh, what do you mean, David? What's, you know, why is the World Cup so important? Well, then definitely stay, stay here, because I'm going to explain everything throughout this whole podcast. I will tell you, you know, about, uh, on different layers of reality, what I've discovered, I've been to to World Cups, you know, actually I've been to one World Cup, but I've been to to the Olympics as well. And I've spoken to some great people. I'm not an important person. I'm not a VIP, but sometimes, and you'll, you know, if you embark on this journey with me, you'll realize that, you know, sometimes the the normies, the normal people, the the invisible ones, right? The invisible class. We, we know more, we get to, we understand reality a lot more because of our position, because of where we stand in the, the matrix, you could say, or in, you know, reality. Um, of course, all of these words are very charged. So, um, so, you know, different words mean different things, but that's a whole different thing. You know, I'll, I might record, yeah, and another podcast episode about words and the power of words and how words have a, a lot of uh, energy to them and a lot of significance and are actually, you know, one of the most powerful things we have. But right now we are going to focus on this event that's taking place right now, you know, soon in, in a couple of days, which is the World Cup final, right? And I'm not going to talk about players I, I might a little bit because I, I, I do enjoy it, but I'm going to talk about something spiritual. You know, I'm going to talk about, you know, a little bit about the history of these mass events, the power of human emotion and of collective thought and collective emotion and how it's uh, channeled, right? It can be channeled for good or for bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad, you know, uh, and actually, it can be good, and it can be good, uh, bad, and it's been used in, in both instances, you know, throughout history, you know. But it, it's 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 it is energy. It's the most powerful form of energy that is uh, available, you know, to uh, to us human beings. Is the the power, the energy of the human being, right? Just like. Uh, just like Morpheus in the Matrix, you know, he said, "Well, you know, you are this," or, you know, and he he pulled up uh, the battery, saying, "You know, this is this is what you are, or this is what you are within that system inside of the Matrix. This is what you are, and this is what you are being used for." Right. So we are we are very very powerful beings. You know, we we have been created like that. So of course, it's not it's nothing, you know, of our own making. It's not something that we 
that we ourselves, you know, uh, it's it was a gift that, that was uh, received. And so we will go over this. I'm going to talk a lot about this. And of course, if you want to want my take on the final France versus Argentina, I will do that as well. But I'm going to do an unconventional, an unconventional take on that, where I'll discuss the energy and uh, you know the what's behind what everyone's talking. Everyone's talking about the skills or the coaching or the players or all these other things. I'm going to talk about the spirit the spirit of each nation the spirit of the you know the 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 players you know collectively but also individually what makes them up you know and what makes people people and what makes a team a team and what and the significance of this i guess i i, I keep uh, coming back to the significance of this because you know everyone's talking about it but everyone's got it wrong you know everyone's everyone's got it wrong you know, there's a lot of layers to reality. There's a lot of layers, you know, and it's, and as we grow in our understanding of the different layers, there is not one reality. There are many realities, maybe an infinite amount of realities. And quantum physics has proven this time and time again, where there is an infinity of, of places right? There's an infinity of places. And when people talk about places, well, what do you mean about places? You know, that's, that's a physical thing. Well, no, no, no. We, now we understand that places are not only physical, but places are actually, you know, non-physical spiritual places, dimensional places, you see. And, and we all, all of us occupy, you know, with, with uh, various, to, to, to various degrees, different places, right? Not everyone occupies the same place, right? And of course, in, in, in the world, you know, some people, whether it's good or bad, right, have always uh, sought to, to bring people to occupy the same place within the dimensions. Now, I do think that in some ways it can be good. I, can't, I think it can be beneficial in some ways where we can agree with on something and we can magnify our our power by being in tune by being in harmony with other people because as i told you before you know human beings are very very powerful and in our consciousness is, a, is an extremely powerful uh tool right it's an extremely powerful gift that we've been um endowed with and so so yes by by actually combining our consciousness with other people's consciousness and other people's energy, other, other people's spiritual essence, we can, you know, we can grow exponentially. We can magnify our consciousness exponentially, expo exponentially. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so with, um, with that said, you know, let's, let's get into it. All right. I don't want to waste too much of your time. And there's a lot that I want to talk about. And actually I, um, I've been, I have a lot to share. So if you like this, definitely subscribe wherever you're, wherever, wherever you are, okay, definitely subscribe. Let me know in one way or another, 
that you like this and, you know, I'll share. I'll share what I have to say. I'll share my experiences. I'll share my my insights. You know, I have a lot that I've learned, you know, throughout the years. I've traveled to 48 countries. I've seen the whole world for 13 years. I just roamed the planet and met a lot of great people, a lot of great people and a lot of very, you know, very mysterious people. You know, I don't know why I, I got to, to meet them, you know, and uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, very mysterious, very supernatural in many ways. And I've learned a lot from them. And they always uh, felt comfortable telling me things. Maybe because I was just a, you know, I was just a guy at a coffee shop. They never, they knew that they would never see me again. Right. And, uh, they felt comfortable telling me this, and maybe because I occupied a certain level, a certain vibration, and I try to be good. I try to to love others. You know, I work on my energy every day. You know, and try to to emit. That's a great word. Emit. You know, just love, understanding, and just goodwill. Just goodwill to everyone. And so I think that that might might have affected you know, kind of the place, you know, where I stood and that could have opened up a lot of doors. And so I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what's happening. I learned some secrets that, you know, uh, you know, of course I won't, uh, I don't even know their names. I don't even know, you know, who, you know, the, the names of the people who told me this, but I know that they were, that some of them, not, not all of them, some of them were just normal people. Some of them were, you know, important people, they occupied good places, you know, uh, and so I learned a lot. So back to the main point here, you know, I digressed a little bit. So you know, the World Cup, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got it wrong. Where you see it, people are like, oh, wow, the players, you know, wow, this coach is so good, This play, these players, okay, it's their second time in the final, you know, it's a, the beginning of an era, this and that, and whether that's an important factor, it's not at the root of it because it's not about football. It's about energy, as I said, okay? And we we know, right, in this reality that the supernatural is many a time more significant the supernatural has a bigger effect on the natural. And that's what we're trying to learn. And we've known it for a long time. And so the World Cup, it's about energy, about harnessing the human energy for better or for worse. We'll get to get into that. You know, both are possible. Both are possible. You see, and because energy, you know, in and of itself is neither good nor bad people think it's always good well you know not 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 necessarily there were some uh, really bad people in history that had a lot of energy and that harnessed a lot of energy and they use it for terrible purposes i'm not going to say their names you know who i'm talking about you know who i'm talking about in history and uh you know currently as well so you know, they were the people who had a lot of energy. They harnessed a lot of energy. They channeled the energy from people, you know, and uh, you know, human beings, but also, you know, from different areas. You know, we'll get into that later, possibly. And the user, but also 
we, we know that a lot of people have used energy for good purposes. And so that is another, you know, very, very, um, you know, very crucial point right now. It's crucial for us to understand that, that it's the energy. Once we get into it, once we go into this, you know, go deeper into, you know, the, you know, kind of the, the, the essence, right. As I, as I said, of, um, of human emotion. And once we begin to understand how exceptionally powerful it is, then we can, you know, we can travel, you know, we can, you know, embark on this voyage of being where we can travel and experience reality and being, of course, because we we are, we are being, you know, in a much fuller way. And so, as we know, you know, the World Cup, it is, it is uh, organized. It's organized, it has been organized. And throughout history, these, these events have been organized by the, the elite, you know, to, uh, by the, the people in charge, you know, they've always been organized. And so we have to ask ourselves, well, what's the point of this? You know, we had these games in, uh, in, in Mexico, I'm from the, I'm from the U S but I'm Mexican American. So I'm, I have a, a dual citizenship. I'm American, uh, but also Mexican, you know, from Texas. So, you know, we, we understand that, you know, and I'm, I'm very, very connected to my Mexican roots. And we know that we had these games, these emotional games, like pretty much football, similar to football, you know, where the point was to create a human emotion right, to really target human emotion and to, to bring that into a place, into the place, they were, whether it was the arena or the, you know, the pyramids or whatever they, they, they used at that time, that was, that was it. So these games, you know, the Greeks, they used, they had the Olympics, you know, and it was not just about, you know, watching naked people running and throwing javelins and, uh, you know, wrestling. No, no, that was, that was, that's what you see. But like I told you, when you go deeper into reality, you understand there's more to it. It's not just running around. It's not just kicking a ball. It's, that's just what you see. And that's what they present underneath that. There is, there is this, um, collection you could say collection, a channeling, uh, you know, a kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say sucking of energy because, but in a way it is in a way, I mean, you have to, we have to call it what it is. It's really bringing that energy together and then creating something. Now, as I use the sucking, you know, that's the point, a lot of the, a lot of the, the Kings in history and possibly quite possibly the people today, you know, they, they've learned their energy masters, right? Well, when you look at, you know, emperors and pharaohs and, and kings and 
tsars and even you know government officials and oligarchs and whatever whatever you know bankers whatever you want to name them you know they're they've learned the art of energy they've learned you know they understand that oh you know you know how to to use energy how to you know maximize their energy and um how to manipulate energy right for better or for worse again there are both sides to the coin here you know we we must understand that and so these they're part of the world's play i call it the world's play because these games you know the whole world is a play shakespeare said that 500 years ago there's the whole world is a play and we are merely uh you know, actors in it or something like that. You know, don't quote me exactly, but he pretty much said that the whole world's a play and we're just actors, okay? And so there is a whole play happening right now, whether we like it or we we, we don't like it, you know, it, there is something big happening. You're part of this. When you're listening to this, you are a player. Even if you're a nobody, just like me, I'm a nobody. Nobody knows me, you know, nobody knows me. And, uh, but... I'm a player, you know, and I'm a player in the shadows and you're a player in the shadows as well, right? And so as we as we come together and as we understand the, the play, then we understand that there is something bigger, something bigger, okay? And as we get closer to this, you know, I'm going to give you a little hint right now, and then I'll I'll go deeper into it. Big things happen. Big things happen when there's a World Cup final, when there are big events, when there is a lot of energy, you know, being being concentrated, you know, in one place or in, um, you know, at one time, because, you know, you know, place, you know, uh, time and space, as Einstein told us, uh, they're in the theory of relativity, you know, they're essentially the same thing. Now, if you are a quantum physicist, you might say that's an oversimplification, and I've had this debate before, so I agree with you, okay? Now, but it is an oversimplification that uh, time is equal space, right? Or you know, something along those lines, right? Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit more nuanced. Maybe it's not an exact, you know, you know, uh, equal, you know, maybe the sign is not, uh, you know, completely equal as in one-to-one or replaceable, but in essence, they are the same. And so in this place, in space and time, where we are right now, big things are happening. And big things have been happening this whole month. You might not know because we all live in a little bubble, right? And it's and it's, and it's an, the art of distraction. You know, we're in the when big things were happening in Rome, the Colosseum. It was always like, hey, look at this, look at my right right hand, and the left hand is doing something else. So keep people entertained, keep people looking in one direction, and something big is happening somewhere else. So there, there is an essence of distraction there. Um, definitely, but there's also an essence of, um, you know, in order to, to propel big things, you know, big moments in, you know, collective consciousness, these events are required. All right. 
And so, you know, when we, um, you know, later on, I'll talk about the, the, the two countries, but we will begin right here with, uh, with just an analysis of human emotion and why human emotion is so critical and why these games, you know, these games, these, uh, the World Cup football, it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. I like it, you know, but Hunger Games, same idea. If you've read the Hunger Games, you understand this, you know, or the Olympics or the Gladiator Games or the, you know, the Mayan football games, why they are a game for, you know, the energy wizards, you can say wizards or the energy you know, and they're not makers, but they're the 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 energy, the people who understand energy. Right? I don't the people who those people or not people, because remember that people can be human or or spiritual. Right? There's not um, you know a person is someone, it's an entity who has will and intellect so those are the two the two factors that make a person there's not in the in the the official definition of a person you uh physical or you know um yeah physical composition as in you know bo uh, flesh you know, bones and flesh and uh, those are not requirements to be a person this, and I'm talking about the the highest schools of uh, of the spirituality, and according to the church, and according to um, you know to the the wisdom of the ages, you know, and you don't learn this in school, and you don't learn in a you know in a normal place. But we, you know, people know people who understand know that there are people, human people, and then there are you know uh, spirits. I guess you could call them that. And so right here, as we, as we get into this, you know, we're going to talk about human emotion, you know, and why it is battery with such a strong, powerful battery. Okay. So let's, let's jump into why human emotion, it, why human emotion is pretty much where it's at. I'm sure a lot of you could relate to me in that, you know, if you've ever watched or been at a sporting event, you know, whether it's a race or a game or, you know, and anywhere where there's a lot of tension, where there's winning and losing, these are such primal sentiments, right? Feelings, you know, winning and losing, you know, they're so, they're so primitive. They're so primal. You know, they hit us at our core because we are, we're all survivors. We're, we're, we're hunters. You know, we are human beings. We've collectively, we've, we've faced you know, situations where we've had to win in order to survive. You know, how many people have, you know, have, you know, have perished throughout the ages, you know, and how many people were able to procreate and to, you know, pass on their genes and survive. And so, you know, uh, winning and losing, whether it's just a game or a battle or a war or evolution or whatever, whatever it is, 
it hits us at our core. And so it creates tension. So now we're going to follow this uh, this line of reasoning, you know, where where these high tensions, these high emotions take place. You know, if you've seen, even if you've watched the uh, uh, people at, the, at these events, you know, it's almost like they become possessed. You know, they're, they're just enveloped. They're just taken over by this sense of euphoria, you know, of, uh, you know, of complete and, you know, they lose control. Pretty much they lose control. They, um, you know, so much joy, something that, that you really can't experience, you know, uh, in the normal world. Right. And so I, uh, you know, of course, you know, I've, uh, I'm, I'm religious, so I do get those, uh, that sense of awe, you know, when I, uh, when I contemplate, you know, and when I, uh, you know, think of my existence, you know, especially when I think of my, of our creator, you know, I really do get that sense where I become, you know, this, I become, you know, it's hard to, to find a, a, the exact word, but it's almost like I, you know, taken over really, I lose, um, you know, my whole being is, uh, is taken up and, you know, almost like you lose yourself, like in this case, in a good way. So with, uh, with sporting events, the same thing happens, but of course it's not in a religious way, but even sometimes it feels that it's as if it is, you know, it's almost like religion, like this, these sports, they do have kind of, um, of a religious, you know, tone to, to, uh, these, and, you know, really it's in our daily living in our, some would say monotone and some, and at least in the, you know, in the developed world, you know, few things compared to this. So this is why, you know, these sports have taken such a prominent role in our society. And, you know, I have this experience. So if I've been at World Cup games, I've been, you know, in stadiums, you know, when everyone's singing together and the crowd and the collective, they, they, you, you become part of a much stronger collective, you know, your person, you lose who you are. You're almost, you lose your individuality because everyone's singing, everyone's doing the same things, you know, around the stadium, all your people around you, everyone's, you know, uh, and then you just feel, you just naturally, you know, blend in and you get swept up into that, you know, and of course, when you're winning, you know, it's amazing, you know, when you're losing, it isn't. And of course, we know what people in history have uh, recent and not so recent, um, recent <laughs> and, um, you know, history. But the point here is that when you're, when you experience this as a person, so of course, I also have the experience as a player, I've been a, I played soccer or football for all the international people. I've been a player, football player, basketball player. So I've experienced the, the tension, the energy as a player modern day gladiator. But here I'm focusing mostly on the, the spectator side. Okay. And so we're going to continue with this line of reasoning. So we, we enter the state of euphoria. 
right? Where we, we are not, it's almost like we tap into a source, right? We tap into just this, uh, you know, this, these supernatural powers that we didn't think were, were possible. I mean, I've experienced it firsthand. I'm telling you, when I was in Brazil, you know, I, there was so much energy in the air. You know, I, I slept sometimes, you know, three hours a night, you know, and I was, I was, you know, uh, dancing all day, playing football on the beaches, you know, swimming, you know, surfing, you know, trying to surf. Um, I could run faster than I thought was possible. I could play longer. I was stronger. You know, I even had uh, some ideas and I was able to express myself in ways that I didn't think were possible. You see, and so this led me to believe and that led me to start thinking and talking to people. You know, I just shared this experience and now I'm sharing it with you. I always share it in, in, in private, you know, with some very interesting people. And so the best way to describe this is I was connecting to the field, to a different field, right? the, fi the field of emotion. And so when I was in Brazil, I watched every single game. I didn't work or anything. I was just... You know, I was free every single day. And what I decided to do, you know, there I had some different groups of friends, actually different circles. So I wasn't always with the same friends. You know, but sometimes I was just by myself. And actually, if you're if you're a traveler, a quick side note, always uh always you know spend at least a little bit of time by yourself because then doors open, especially if you're a male. You know, if you're in, if you're you know rolling deep you know, with, uh, you know, three, four guys, then doors are not going to open. Actually, doors are going to close, you know, because you're a threat. You know, a group of guys, yeah, you might feel safe, right? But you're also a threat. So no one's going to be like, hey, yeah, yeah, join, join our party, join our private party. Hey, yeah, just jump into my car. You know, we're going to this place, this uh, very exclusive venue, you know, where just only a few chosen ones get to go. Well, that's not going to happen if you're rolling deep, you know, if you've got a, a, you know, a posse around you, if you're male, right? If you're a female, doors open up a lot um, easier sometimes because there is uh, less of a threat. You know, there's less of a threat, you know, if the, for, you know, girls, you know, uh, you know, if, especially if they're positive, if they're, you know, if they're nice, if they're fun, you know, if they're uh, charming, then then yeah, you know, it's much, much, much easier, you know, but me as a male, you know, I'm also six, four. So, you know, and I'm athletic, so, you know, fairly athletic, not super athletic, but I'm fairly athletic. So, um, so yeah, it's not a, so, but being by myself allowed me to, to see things. Right. And so when I, I, I just make groups of people and I always try to find who was playing. And then I've tried to find a community of those people who were celebrating, were watching it, whether it's at the, at the, at the stadium. So I went to a few, uh, state, you know, to a few games, you know, in, uh, in, uh, Salvador, in, uh, Brasilia, you know, in Rio and Sao Paulo. And I said, Hey, I just started partying with people and I connected with their feel with their energy. If they won, I celebrated with them and they, it was like a contagion you know, they, you know, their, their euphoria rubbed off. I mean, I really, you know, felt, 
invigorated. But of course, there's always if someone wins, there's always someone who loses. And so then, you know, with those people, it's an opportunity to be there for them, to give your love, your support, your, you know, they're, they're fallen. They just got their, their, their dreams, literally their dreams. I mean, we're talking about the, the world cup, you know, a lot of these people, it's amazing. When I talk to a lot of them, some of them, they saved, you know, their lives, you know, they saved for years. I mean, their life savings. I mean, I'm talking, I met some people, you know, from 10 years to 40 years of saving, penny pinching, you know, to have enough money to go watch their team play at the World Cup. You know, some old people, they've been waiting their whole life, you know, uh, young people who gave up, you know, you can just imagine what they gave up to to be there. Well, you see, these are these are these are dreams. These are dreams. And like Dostoevsky said, you know, dreams are, don't quote me exactly because I don't have photographic memory, but I have a, I have a good memory, but I don't have photographic memory, so I can't quote word for word. And this is just a, you know, a train of thought. But Dostoevsky said some that the, you know, the dreams are made of, you know, dreams come from the heart, not from the mind, from the brain. So the essence of, he said it in a very nice way. You know, I can't quote that word for word, but just look it up. It says something about dreams come from the heart or something from the heart. You know, and the heart center is very, very powerful. If you know about chakras or you know about energy, you understand that the heart center is um, is one of the, you know, that's where the, that's where it, 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 everything takes place. Okay, and if you're religious, as I am, you understand, you know, the sacred heart, the sacred heart, that's where it's a sacred place in the body. And, um, and so, yeah, these people's dreams, people from all over the world, Africans, Americans, you know, uh, North and South Europeans, Asians, everyone is there and it's full of dreams. It's, their dreams are there not just a game. Like I told you, it's something much, much deeper. It's their, it's, you know, their country. Of course, we live in the, in the age of nations. We also have to look at, at this and because nationhood, which, you know, is an interesting concept to understand, you know, didn't really exist, you know, more than like 200 or even 300 years ago, maybe 250 years ago, didn't really exist. You know, there were, there were kingdoms, there were principalities, there were um, empires that included kingdoms, right? And duchies and, you know, so this, this idea of a nation, like we are the French nation, the Argentinian nation, right? The Mexican or the American, or, you know, these are fairly new, but they, they do call up this uh, sense of belonging, you know, kind of the, the, the tribal nature of man, which is very, very, primal, right? We, we have to remember that we are tribal beings. So anything that calls this up, you know, really can bring the best as in we will work hard, we will give our lives, we will sacrifice ourselves for our nation, you know, with a lot of uh, brave uh, patriots, you know, have, um, you know, throughout the ages, of course, and but also 
also, you know, the the horrors of history, recent and not so recent um, history. And you can, you know what I'm talking about, so I don't need to spell those out for you. But yes, this, these ideas, this, this tribal nature, you know, really brings out the best and the worst. And so the games and uh, the World Cup really taps into this tribal nature of man in a very, very, very um, powerful way. And so by being around that, you really do connect to the field. You see, and when you understand that winning and losing, there are, there are emotions in both situations. Right? People say, oh, you know, when you win, you get energy. Right? You get energy. You feel great. You Wow, you're unstoppable. When you lose, you lose energy. And that could be true in some you know, in some senses, you know, definitely, you know, I've, I've felt that as well, but the opposite can also be true. You know, losing can also trigger some, 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 you know, uh, negative emotions in some cases, anger, right. Uh, hatred, unfortunately, you know, uh, sadness really where, you know, you just, you become, you know, this, this feeling of sadness just takes over you. Right. But the, the thing is, in this wonderful game of life, you know, and in this miracle of humanity, which humanity is a miracle. If you don't believe that, then then I would uh, strongly suggest, um, you know, reconsidering it because, you know, humanity is a miracle. Yes, we're flawed. And yes, we're messed up in many, many ways. You know, we're all fallen um, beings and, uh, and and yeah, you know, so yeah, there are, you know, sometimes I do, uh, you know, I, I kind of nod or I shake my head, I shake my head at uh, humanity, but we are a great, we are, you know, uh, an amazing, an amazing creation. Let's put it that way. And so when you look at this, you know, when you connect to the field, you have to also observe what the rich and powerful, the elite, the brave, the chosen, you know, all of the, 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 the big names. Well, now, as in, in the past, they are always present at these, you know, when, like, if you're, if you're, if you hear of, if you watch the game on TV, the way I will be, so I'm not going to be in uh, Qatar, I'm going to be, you know, at home. Uh, but in, in but still connecting to the field because you know time is not uh, time and uh, and space are the same you know so I can actually be there at the same time I can be in Qatar you know in in spirit and you can also and so you know but but always of course the 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 vortex or so the center of it is just being there because there you, you can't escape it you are right at the center. And the rich and the powerful, the elite, the brave, the chosen, they gather. They always go there. They always go to these places because they understand energy. They connect to the field. And they go there and they feel it, whether, they, whether consciously or not. Maybe they're just going because, oh, it's cool, the parties. And, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be fun. And everyone's going. You know, a lot of them, just because, you know, they, they have private jets doesn't mean that they're they all understand all the layers of reality 
Well, maybe many of them might not. Keyword here is might not understand all the layers of reality because uh, because you know they're, they're stuck in the material level or in the physical level or you know maybe um, they haven't had the chance to open their minds and to and to you know travel beyond you know the the realm of what is familiar. But I'll tell you for a fact, you know, I've been to, to the London Olympics as well, and I've been to um, to the World Cup, so London Olympics 2012. I'll probably have to make a whole episode on that one because it was so crazy. London, London being London, you know, one of the centers of the world, one of the big, uh, you know, portals. You know, that's a charged word, and a lot of people get you know weird feelings when I say that. But you know, cities and places are portals, and there were you know I'll go deeper into that that uh, concept later, but in Brazil as well. I mean, all of these, the, I remember the airport, I mean, it was, there were, there were planes flying around the airport nonstop. I mean, all these private jets and actually they couldn't deal with so many. They were like, there was a, a traffic jam pretty much. There was congestion in the air and on the, on the landing strips because there were too many private jets flying in, you know, all the, all the big, big boys, you know, millionaires and billionaires, they were all, they were like, Hey, flying to Brazil to watch the final and all of them, their private jets. And yeah, the, the airports, they couldn't do that. There was, they had to, you know, circle around the airport for four hours and they were all these uh, mega billionaires were not happy. You know, let's, let's put it that way, you know, to be, Lying around the city for four hours waiting to land. Um, but, you know, that's it. Everyone was there. I had already been there. I arrived early, you know, uh, weeks before. So I didn't have that problem. I could be on the beach enjoying the energy and enjoying the atmosphere. And it was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And... You see, that's that's happening right now. Everyone's all the private jets. They're they're all heading to Qatar. They're all heading to Qatar right now, because as we know, this is what's happening, and it happened in the past as well. You know, emperors and you know the Caesars. The Caesars always wanted to be, a, you know, uh, like in the Colosseum when the big fights took place, where the big gladiators, you know, faced each other. When the when um, the emotions and the tensions were at their highest, Caesar wanted to be there, right? And the, the, the emperors and the kings and, uh, you know, whatever, the, the Senate in, in ancient Greece, you know, the, the warlords throughout the ages, they always wanted to be in these places because whether consciously or unconsciously, they understood this. Okay, so the main takeaways here are that you know, human emotion is very, very powerful. You know, one human being is in terms of um, electromagnetic impulses. You know, is equivalent to a star, to the, the sun, pretty much. I read that somewhere. You know, don't quote me exactly because it was, um, you know, but basically what I remember is that the electromagnetic impulses of a human body are equal in number, Maybe not in scope, maybe not in uh, 
in um, in frequency, right? But at least in uh, or yeah, all, the, all these technicalities. But basically, a human being is a star. If you count what takes place energetically in a human body, in a human person, that is the same exact number as what takes place, again, electromagnetically with a star, such as our sun. And we have billions of us. So imagine that. And our emotions are one of the, the, the most powerful, our passions, our emotions are one of the most powerful manifestations of our essence, of our energy. So knowing this, now we understand why it's, you know, now we're getting closer to actually what's really taking place in the World Cup, okay? So let's continue, you know, with the next one, which is what is happening? What is happening and how is this energy being used and how is it being channeled and, you know, all of the, the hows and the whys. You know, right now we've covered the what, which is energy, human emotion, right? And uh, and the field. Now, that's the what. Now we're going into the how and the why. So right now we get to the big question, which is how. And when we when we analyze this, we see that, as I mentioned before, you know, the energy that is really, it's the fuel, that's the what, the energy, the human emotion, the consciousness capturing all of that. That's the what. Now it's the how. How do they do it? You know, and actually how and why are kind of together here. So if you've made it this far, you know, listening to my rambling, then, um, you know, then you're, you know, you're in a great place and I can actually share this and you'll understand exactly what I'm saying because most people would have, um, you know, would have given up you know, within the first three minutes. They said, wow, what is this talking about? You know, what is this guy talking about? There's nothing, uh, you know, there's nothing true to that. It's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo, you know, you know, the, the whole drill, but it's not mumbo jumbo. I'm here to tell you that, that it's real, even though it sounds like something from a science fiction movie or some dystopian you know, drama, it isn't from a dystopian drama. It's from, you know, real life and not just real life today, but real life in history. So let's look at this. So, as I said before, you know, when, you know, they, let's say you capture the energy, you capture the emotion, you know, and, and then you're like, well, we need to move it. You need to do something with it because, you know, people who understand energy always have goals, right? It's, and, and in the world of power, I don't have a lot of power, so I have no clue what true power means, but I've studied it and I'm very, you know, intuitive and I, I've met some people with a lot of power, so I've learned and I've asked good questions, which is a great skill to have, you know, being able to answer, to ask good questions in a way that is, uh, that leads the person to, to share, right? That leads them, you want to inspire people with your questions, you know, and so 
always had a, this very, very, you know, this is small little, small little uh, digression here, you know, uh, is that, you know, I always had an ability, I don't know why, but I think it was learned, you know, because I, I, I met some people this that were, that were similar, is that, you know, I was able to, by, you know, just by listening to someone, by asking good questions, by being there with them, I was able to, to make them speak in ways that they normally wouldn't. And they always tell me, wow, you inspire me to speak. Like when I, when I'm with you, I speak in a certain way. And these words don't come out when I'm with other people. When I'm talking to other people, I'm not as eloquent maybe, or, you know, I'm not as inspired. I don't have as many connections, as many insights. And so I, you know, I went deeper into it and I realized, and I learned from a, from a mystic in the, in the Arabian desert, you know, he taught me, you know, that sometimes the person listening is the one speaking as in when you're talking to someone and they're talking to you and you're really, really connected and your brain is connected to what they're saying and you're connected to their, to who they are as in you're feeding them, you know, spiritually, right? Spiritually, you're feeding them energetically. You're feeding them the words that are coming out of their their mouth are actually yours as in they came from you because you fed the speaker now this is very very complex if you're interested let me know i can definitely go deeper into this art right of listening and of um inspiring someone and of feeding people you know so that to bring out the best, always, always to bring out the best. You know, I'm a, you know, there are ways of doing it. I know for, for ill, but I definitely don't recommend those because it always comes back. It always comes back. You can't escape karma. A lot of people try to escape karma in different ways, but that's just, you know, those are manipulations or, or attempts at uh, manipulate, but they're, they're, they can be quite unsuccessful, you know, more often than not. And so, I gathered this information, right? So let's so so let's talk about it. So first, we said, you know, big things. You know, the the elite, the power elite, the people who are in charge, they want things to happen because they have power over people. That's a whole different thing. What is power, and why is it so powerful? Well, you've never you don't know until you've tasted it. That's pretty much it, you know, and. There is nothing more empowering, more euphoric, more, you know, um, what's the word? Hmm. Like, there's no bigger aphrodisiac, you could say. You know, that's that has a different connotation, but then having power over others. Now, like I told you, I don't know what it means. I don't have any power, but this is what I've learned. And so... The power elite, you know, they they like to control people. They like to control events. They like to be in charge, right? That's their that's their thing, right? They've become experts at that, and so they want to take the world in a different direction, whether it's good or bad. You know, they're good people and bad people, good leaders, bad leaders. So, so this is the why: taking the world in a certain direction. Now, a lot of you are saying, "Well, you know, what does that mean exactly? What does that mean?" Okay, well, 
of course, and the the answer to that is the most dreaded answer, which is it depends because, you know, good people want to take the world in a good place. Bad people want to take the world into a bad place. And sometimes even good people want to take the world to a bad place temporarily, right? Just because it's part of uh, the bigger, you know, the bigger goal, right? Uh, you know, they, they always say this and I don't, I don't, I don't agree. You know, I definitely do not agree with this, but they say that one of the things like the, the, the means justify the end. And of course it's not, you know, this, this has been used throughout the ages to justify, you know, to, you know, terrible things, but let's go back. So we it can be used for good or for bad negative or positive so for the negative you know when you go to let's say the olympics you know of 1936 in germany you know this was it was used the energy right the whole you know um, event of the olympics was used kind of to propel the the world to World War II. History books tell us that, you know, World War II started exactly in 1939. But let's be honest, you know, wars develop. They don't happen. People don't wake up, you know, out of the blue one morning and say, hey, we need to, we need to go to war. We need to go to war. No. You know, they develop and there's, a, there, you know, things are, they're planned. That's the first thing. And certain things happen, you know, uh, you know, yeah, in sequence, right? Sequentially, you know, and to, to take, to, you know, to, to be at war. And so, you know, wars many times, or at least the first the first few uh, steps of the war happen, you know, at these events, you know, big shifts in terms of, you know, where the world is. You see, in 1936, the Olympics of uh, uh, in uh, Berlin, you know, the world was in a different place. You know, in 1936, it's almost like there was a, a shift in consciousness. 1936 happened and bam, it's a whole different world. So it's almost like that, you see. And so, so yes, so it's like, like there's a, there's always a, a, sometimes shock can be used. Sometimes it's, it's something big happens, but most of the time it's done subliminally with um, symbols, you know, through hypnosis. You know, where these symbols are used to implant ideas, you know, notions or concepts really into people's minds. You know, many times it can be fear, sometimes it can be, uh, you know, the, the subconscious can be power, it can be powerlessness, right? It can be sometimes even, you know, on a spiritual level, like the negative spiritual level, it can be used, um, you know, kind of to bring in demonic you know, elements, you know, through, because people were seeing, right? So what we see, this is another very, very supernatural 
right, a metaphysical concept here that the power of images, we see something and it becomes imprinted in our minds. And so it's, it's very, very, very powerful, you know, here, um, I'll give you a few examples, you know, so for example, in the, in the London 2012 opening ceremony, I mean, the symbols, the symbolism there was crazy. Well, at that time, I was very, very much into symbolism. And I studied, you know, the effect of symbols, right, and the significance of symbols, because it's a language. You know, when you understand symbols, you understand, it's literally like, oh, wow, you, you see what everyone is saying. But normal people, of course, are not taught that. They're just like, oh, wow, that's nice. That's a nice stadium. That's a nice little figure there. You see, they don't understand what it means. And so it really, when I was, when I was there, I actually, I was in London at that time and the whole, and I realized that these symbols were every single place. So, you know, every single you know, doorstep, monuments, churches, um, you know, even the public squares, like just random, even the whole cities, the layout was like, wow, like this is, this was really, really planned to be a center for something, a center for something big. And it, and it had that kind of maybe, you know, uh, magical kind of like magic there was like they were used kind of like wizardry or something you know it was very very much on that level you know right now i can't find the exact words for that you know it's getting late it's like uh, super late for me but um i still want to do this you know with you guys so i definitely so there they use a lot of the symbols you know uh and you know some of them we saw a lot of triangles you saw a lot of eyes you saw a lot of uh you know numerology number combinations there that were really you know getting people's minds ready for something they were programming there was actual programming taking place there and uh, you know if you looked at the what what was happening in the uh, you know on the field like with the shows it was like oh wow let's just do like a little play for everyone and let's sing some songs and have some some figures there dancing. And not every single one of those figures had a purpose. It was had a purpose to program the minds of people. People were excited. People were watching the Olympics. People were there. It's like, hey, this is the code that we want to run. Okay. So they attacked the subconscious. I was there. I mean, I actually met some very interesting people there and uh, I don't know their names or anything, you know, but I, I got approached and I started talking to them and they knew that I was, I was just a random guy and I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. So they were not going to, you know, suffer the consequences of whatever they said because there was no no politics and nobody was listening or there's like oh they felt safe and so they 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 told me and they they said oh wow you know what's you know what what's happening here will have you know whatever happens here in london in 2012 is going to have an effect it's going to program 
you know, uh, for, for some time in the future. And, and that was very, very interesting. But of course, that was the, the positive side is also very, very clear where, you know, all this energy can be used for good as well. You see, and um, so where you do have some good leaders and they want to take the, the world to a good place. And it does, it does, uh, does happen a lot as well. And um, my experience was in uh, Brazil, actually. And I studied, and actually this will be a whole different uh, episode, but I'll give you a, uh, a sneak peek here. And so when I looked at, of course, the in Rio de Janeiro, it's, they call it the Cidade de Deus. Actually, I think that's a part of Rio, but it's the city of God, pretty much. The city of Christ is also called because of the statue of Christ, the Redeemer. It was a big um, Templar stronghold. You know, and if you uh, if you look at the history of the Templars, you know there was that's a whole different video. You know, I've, I've studied a lot about that, but basically it was an order, and they had a lot of secrets, a lot of secrets that they had found in uh, Holy Land during the Crusades, and they have a very specific symbol. It's a Templar cross. So if you look it up, just go and Google Templar. T-E-M-P-L-A-R, Templar cross. It's a very specific cross. And, and you, you and then you see, you go to, to Brazil, you look at the coat of arms of the, of the football team, you look at the flags of Portugal and of a lot of institutions, and you see the Templar flag. It's right in your eyes, right? It's right in front of you. And you see, of course, you know Christ. Uh, Christ is the King, and and Christ uh, the Redeemer. The statue of Christ the Redeemer. Christ the King is there in in Rio, overlooking the city. And so the symbolism in Rio in Brazil during the World Cup was very different, you know, to to other ones. You know, there was that sense of joy of unity of protection. And so as you watch these games, you know, we have to understand that no matter what is happening, whether it's good or bad, we are players. So we're not at the mercy of everyone. We, we do have power over our, our reality one way, not, not absolute power. We're not gods, right? I believe in God, but you know, we do, we have been given dominion over, you know, at least uh, one dimension or several dimensions of reality. And so we're players here. And in this, in these events, it's important to be very, you know, to be awake, to be vigilant because a lot is happening right now. Big, big events are being planned. And these uh, these events or these uh, switches or these, you know, uh, whatever it is, for better or for worse, both are very possible, are being propelled 
Okay, so they're propelled by, like I told you, the energy of the people, the spirit of the age, the emotion of the world, the energy, the consciousness, the attention of everyone is focused. And so what this does is that the, you know, whatever happens, whatever happens, whatever the plan is, there it becomes a lot more powerful. The plan becomes fueled. It's, you know, the, the emotion of the people, the energy of the world fuels the trajectory that we are on. Okay, or that some people want to take us to. But remember, we're not, we don't have to. We don't have to, we can, you know, go along with someone else's plan, but we also have our own divine plan. And we do have our own, we do have, although sometimes we, we forget and we're, you know, we forget that we do have dominion over our own reality and many times over our shared reality. Okay. So I really, really do hope that something good comes here. I'll be praying. You know, I'm very, very spiritually activated. And as I pray a lot, you know, I meditate a lot. I try to, to stay in a good place, you know, close to God, you know, in these times, because I understand that it's a war. It's a spiritual war. It has been a, a spiritual war since the beginning of time, good versus evil. It's not about countries, good country versus bad country. Of course, every country thinks that they're the good guys, right? And you do have good guys and bad guys, okay? So I'm not saying that there are no, there's, there is no such thing as good guys and bad guys. Um, sometimes two good guys fight, sometimes two bad guys fight. And so, you know, you don't always have a good guy and a bad guy, but I digress. The point here is that in terms of uh, of a spiritual energy, there there is darkness and there is light, and light has already won. Light has already won, and there is only good and evil. Right. So a lot of people say, "Well, there's no such thing as good and evil. It's all it's all it's all a figment of our imagination." Right? Or, or I've heard, you know, good and evil, they're both one. It's all one. Or actually, no, evil actually is good, but it's just, it's, it's you know, helping us learn, you know, or it, it provides the contrast for good. So good can exist without evil, so therefore evil's good. <laughs> you know, so you hear all these different things, right? But there is, for our purposes, Right. In God's eyes, those are different. That's a different reality. Okay. You know, there is, you know, he created everything. So he understands good. He understands evil. He created evil for a reason. So, you know, but we, we have to understand we're not God. Right. And in God's eyes, God's reality is a different reality from our reality. And so as, as human beings, you know, we do need to be, to, well, I believe, right. I, I believe that, we need to be anchored, 
you know, for our own, for the, for the sake of our own souls, we need to be anchored in the notions of good and evil, understanding these two. There is good and there is definitely evil. You know, and we must be vigilant, we must protect ourselves, and we must stay on the good side. Okay, and if we do that, I'm sure that, you know, our journey, it could be hard, could be difficult, there could be some uh, some setbacks, but overall, the journey will be pleasant and will be good and will lead us to a good place. And so this is this is my message to you. My message to you is to to connect in this time. If you're listening right now and this is and the big game is taking place, Wow, then I'm uh, I'm very, very happy that you you sat here with with me, listened to me, you know, and so be strong, you know, connect and use what's happening right now for your for your own self, for your own story. You know, you can tap into it, you can connect to the field, you can become invigorated, you can you can be swept up, you know, by what's happening in the world and use it for good. Use it for good. Use it for to for your for our fellow human beings and uh to make your dreams come true that hopefully will benefit other people you know and humanity as a whole and use it because it's there it's happening right now and the whole world is energized like never before you know it's it's energized there's a lot a lot of energy floating around and you can tap into it you can connect to it and help bring about a better reality. So thank you again for listening to me. I'm David. If you want more, if you want to continue listening to me, then please let me know. Because if you don't let me know, then I'll I'll never know. I'll never know. And I'll, you know, I won't know that there's anyone listening, which, you know, it's, it always helps. To, to know that there's someone who, you know, who might, agree, who might agree or who might disagree or who might, um, you know, uh, be, you know, thankful, you know, for the, the ideas that I'm sharing. Okay. So all the best to you, wish you the best and let's stay in touch and all, you know, God bless you. God bless you. And, and talk to you soon.